Hey everybody, welcome back to Detroit Dart Talk. Today in the studio, we have Adam, mm. Eric, mm. and myself, Tim. Tom is oh. off. Uh, <laughs> uh, Tom is off, so uh, he won't be joining us tonight. Um, but we <laughs> we have uh, we have some stuff to talk about. We've got some recent projects. We have a uh, debrief on the new Z13, new and improved and amazing Z13, and uh, some other stuff going on. So let's get right into recent projects. I know Adam, with the release of Hyper, you have had a really cool recent project. Talk to us a little bit about that. Oh, well. Um, I blame Alex, Detroit Dart Dad, slash Detroit Dart Works, because he basically bullied me into getting a Rush 40, because he got one. He's like, oh, I'm at Meyer. I'm going to grab you Rush 40. Um, um, okay. And so he drops off a Rush 40. Um, yeah, he bullied me with kindness. He furiously types with his delicate fingies. Um, yeah, so I got a Rush 40, and I started playing with it, and... It's 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 a lot of fun. I wanted to experience the new the new Amu uh, because he found Hyper at our local Meyer like way before it was supposed to be there. Like it wasn't like there were like errors when he was trying to check out or whatever. But the people on the hill here they don't give a poop. <clears throat> and um, so yeah, so I got a Rush Forty. I started playing around with it, and I'm like, man, you know what this could really use um because like this is after i saw that luke had gotten one and made like a little hop-up thing and i'm like ah oh, it could use a hop-up but like not the two cent version like something that's adjustable like a tipman apex barrel and you could turn it like the apex or like the nerf curve stuff yeah um, what's the what's the nerf the rival line called <clears throat> curve curve, curve shot curve shot curve curve a shot yeah so basically i made that like attachment that like fits on your rush 40 it's got adjustable hop up and you could turn the things you could do like dive shots and stuff like that um what is what is adjustable about it i I never understood what that is so the amount of hopping so So it can dial it in okay yeah so you just like move this slider um forward and back and it adjusts like this little plastic thing that's like kind of radius to the curvature of the round. And it determines how much it intrudes the path of the round. So it's like, yeah, if it's like, you know, full hop, like it's going to shoot downward a little bit more, which um, we kind of like Alex and I kind of mess around a little bit with it. He had a pretty good idea, but like grooves at the bottom so that because in like uh, airsoft and paintball, like, the rounds are like the ammo is pretty hard, right? So you can put backspin on the ammunition, especially in airsoft, um, and it can still travel down like 200 millimeters of barrel and then still have plenty of backspin, right? Uh, you can't do that with hyper because it's just so soft. Um, but if you use like these like little grooves or whatever, then and you put the hop up at the very, 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 very end of the barrel then you can kind of mitigate how much that round drops. Anyways, uh, we got a hop up. It's out. It's super cool. It's five bucks on the five bucks store. And then (laughs) it sounds like such a shitty plug. Um, And then I decided to make a pump kit for it because I saw Alex's pump kit, which is really good. 
and so incredibly simple in its design that I'm jealous I didn't think of it first. Um, and he slapped that baby out in like a couple of days. Uh, so then I proceeded to take like a week and like a dozen prototypes to make my own pump kit. And I tried to make it different enough so that like I wasn't going to be, you know, peeping on his Cheerios or whatever. I, um, I think they yeah, both. That's, that's what they say. They both are, are unique and worth having both versions available to the masses worth even five dollars you might say <laughs> well Ooh, what's cool about alex is is it has um picatinny um so like it's great for z13 because you can slap a flashlight on there the oh, detroit dartworks cool. pump kit yep yeah yeah yes the detroit dart which pump kit. is probably the only reason why we're even talking about rush at all is because z13 which i'm not that's not a segue we're not there yet but it's it's really like the i mean do you think you would have gotten one if you just were going to play with it in a park i mean maybe you would have i don't know what do you think i mean i am very leery of shooting this thing inside my house because like i'm worried that my cats or my small child will like eat the ammo or whatever yeah um so like i am very careful about where i shoot it and like they bounce this 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 stuff bounces like crazy too and it's not really that cheap but it was amazing at Z13. Yeah, but before we shit. talk about Z13, yeah, we'll get no, into Z13. Shit. Yeah, no, no <laughs> that would have been a great segue. Uh, maybe I should have started with my recent projects first. So, my had a recent project recently, um, thanks to the Out of Darts Tachi Mag. And I, I'm reserving judgment on it. And I still have to do a couple of things and, and play around with it some more. So, um, I'm not discrediting the Tachi yet not saying it's a bad thing but the um this power the power of the spring in it because it holds 29 darts and has to be able to push 29 darts up is so strong that it actually stripped the gears in the gearbox of my fdl basic pusher motor it, it broke my fdl it's a it's a little tiny motor yeah a little tiny gearbox though like i i didn't realize just how small we use those all over the hobby they are small small motor gearbox yeah. combos i guess it's the same motor that uh the jupiter uses um and i posted a picture in general earlier today uh with the spare n20 that i bought uh right next to a fang revamped um so you can see and like the N20 with the gearbox attached is the same size as just the can of a 130 lengthwise. And then it's like twice as wide. Yeah, like it's as big as a stock Nerf motor, like a standard motor. Yeah, the, with all that extra stuff going on. Yeah. So you, you could see just by, you know, that that's a good a good example or a good, a good rep reference for why it's so fragile. It's just not much material there, but it is metal. So that's cool. And it works. But yeah, so so you got it fixed up? Yeah, um, I ordered a good. couple. Of, I got the uh, specs for what uh, RPM and everything from uh, from Project FDL, and I ordered a couple um, Amazon Prime. Got it uh, a couple days later, and once I had it in hand, it literally was like a 15-minute job. Um, the basic comes apart beautifully, and then the motor just pulls right out, desoldered the leads, resoldered it to the new one, popped it back in, buttoned it all up, she purrs like a kitten now, rather than squealing nice. like a dying giraffe. Okay. Yeah, it, it was it was weird. So I won't be putting the Tachi in that again. Um, 
I did run it in the FDL3 for a match at Z13. And I don't know if it was too humid in there or what, but I, I was having the rounds bind up in it. So, And I was running uh, worker Gen 3s, so it's not like it was uh, the waffle tip heads being too thick and rubbing on the side. So I don't know what that was about, because when I was testing it, when I first got it in the 3, it was it was keeping up rate of fire beautifully. Like I was dumping full mags in, in 2 or 3 seconds. So I'm not sure what that was about. i got to play with that Tachi more. I just... I've I've been working on other things like upgrading my 3D printer. I finally got my uh, my Prusa 3S Plus upgrade kit, so that's in the works now. I got everything put together. I just have to hook the power supply up and uh, uh, put the new firmware on there, and then do all the leveling and everything. Yeah, go through their process again. Yeah. So, most painful part. Yeah. It's not even that bad. It's really not bad. But... And hopefully, I won't rip a thermistor wire out like somebody else did. <laughs> who did who did that didn't that what's wrong with your printer when you did the 3s upgrade yeah i did i didn't rip a thermistor wire oh. out no no way okay my bad that's no, no it wasn't it didn't happen so, no i did it did I'm, I'm kidding it did get damaged but that was a different event uh, uh, it was um it was when i had a. it was when i had some issue with the the homing and it just like slammed itself into the uh into the frame repeatedly and broke the um broke the sensor lead well, that, was thought, a long, that was a while back. Yeah, but I thought that, that was, was before when I did doing... the update. Oh, all right. I misunderstood. Or, or I don't even remember. So let's just say it was as part of the upgrade. Sure. <laughs> um, as for projects for me, uh, I've been a, a dirty, dirty consumer. It's like all I've done is is spend money instead of building my own stuff. So I just you know making sure that I got a a bunch of rivals while they were on deal on on this uh, like Amazon day. I uh, <laughs> I was just doing collecting, so it's really not a not a noble productive endeavor. Yeah. Um, but I picked up uh picked up a Hades because I've been trying to I've been trying to fill out the ones that I'm missing in my collection. Hades being one of those, um, Percy's being another. I don't know if I'm gonna get a Percy's, but I did. I still you know I still have a confirmed order for a Percy's, uh, from uh, from Walmart. So we'll see if they show up. Fingers crossed. And uh, and I'll have to report to you guys about the other expensive purchase I made, which was shoes. I oh. bought shoes. Are they yes. hobby related shoes? They are. They are hobby related shoes. <laughs> I got some of the uh, the the Omnizone Pump Twos uh, from Reebok with the Nerf uh, the Nerf logo. So right, now I gotta look at because. Oh, the, ones, the ones you were describing sound different than the ones I've seen. What are they called? Omni? Yeah, the Omni. Just search Reebok, um, you know, Reebok X Nerf, and it's uh, the pump. The am I, I'm saying the words in the wrong order, but it's uh, the Omni Zone. Yeah, you're um, thinking probably of the Kamikaze ones, the outrageous looking ones. With the green and pink and orange and blue. Yeah, you can yeah. go buy those. You can go buy those right now. They're still available, like on the open market. Um, yeah, Kamikaze twos are crazy looking. And then there's the well, those aren't. They're, uh, they're uh, those really, are the only yeah. ones I'm seeing. Uh, so they must be sold out. Oh man, those are some. Those are some nice sneaks, Eric. So you got the pump yeah, Omni Zone two, the brilliant bright orange. No, I got the uh, the black and purple ones. Yeah, so, those are oh, rad. Okay. Yeah, they're freaking rad, dude. I'm super. I'm super pumped about it. You're. Are you omni pumped about it? 
Oh man, I'm gonna squeeze that. I'm gonna squeeze that pump on the front, and I'm just gonna <laughs> breathe in the breathe in the 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 excitement. Wow. Yeah. The uh, I, I'm actually pretty pretty excited for those. They're gonna be sweet. I would have gotten the bright orange one. I couldn't. Um, they were they were sold out like super. They were the, they were both sold out fast, but the um the orange ones I think as far as I could tell sold out first. Yeah. Is that but, a yeah. shoe that you want to wear? I would have worn it as part of my loadout. I am, I, I am wondering the same thing. Like I, I, for, I do have like a, I'm working on a section of in my, you know, in my, uh, my Nerf room, a section to have things that are smaller and a little more historical. So, um, I'd like, I, I'm gonna probably keep them there, and I may wear them occasionally. Um, I'm not like, a, I'm not in like the shoe game. I'm not like trying to get, you know, save my shoes, keep them pristine for value. But I also don't Wear want to foam con. Yeah, something like that. Wow. I, Your I'm shoe gonna... is already going for over $200 on eBay. Oh, really? Yeah, no. 260 One sold a few days ago. Cool. Well, That's crazy. <laughs> Buy low, I, sell yeah. high. Stonks. Stonks. I'm going to stomp the stonks with my, with my street stompers. My clompers. Your but anyways, clompers. yeah, so I haven't made anything cool. Uh, I feel... I feel like I, I need to do that. I've been prioritizing home home projects and baby projects, so gotta get gotta get the nerfs. I, w- I wish I could play. I was so happy to play up in a- up in Athens with you guys. That was so much fun. Yeah, it was. Um, it was so nice to get to play because you guys have at least had gotten to play during the pandemic and the house wars and things like that. But <sighs> got nothing down here. I gotta I gotta put in the work myself to start it up again. So blah. Anyways, that's me. Want to talk about the uh, talk about recent events? Yeah. So we've already talked about our trip down to Athens, but right after that, uh, we came back and had our first Z13 in over a year. And oh my God, did it feel great to be back out there doing that? Um, it looked pretty great too. Uh, you know, I'll be honest. When uh, when Connor called it quits because he just couldn't survive what was going on with covid um i genuinely thought that we would never have another z13 because the venue that he was providing to us was such an amazing deal and relationship things like that just don't come along twice and uh so i was convinced we were done and um you know i know i've talked about this in the past um but i'm very involved with scouts. All three of my kids are in scouts. My oldest is in uh, scouts BSA now instead of Boy Scouts. Um, and one of the other assistant scout masters uh, works on the weekends at Laser Tag Arena. And he knows I'm in a nerd. We actually brought our blasters up to a camp out at one point. He's like, you know, I bet my manager would rent out the arena to you guys before they open up for the day um, for their, their laser tag party. Let me talk to him. Oh my God, this is going to be awesome. So he hooked me up with uh, the guy's email. We chatted back and forth and it blew my mind when he threw out the price of $15 a head because that's what we were paying Connor at the end there. So the only thing that I really had to do over and above what we used to do for Z13 was I I just had to get enough prepayments to cover a deposit, which uh, wasn't too difficult. So... um. We have Z13 again, and uh, it's it's a lot different than 
what Z13 used to be. And uh, well, I you, have a, you have a venue for Z13, so the, you locked in the venue, but yeah. you got to make Z13. Z13 is the people and the event and everything. Oh, you're absolutely right. And um, the people and the event and the gameplay that we had um, was probably one of my favorites ever. Um, and there is some footage out there of it. I know Buff Daddy got some. Um, I know uh, Shattuck got some. If you're on our nerf, there might be some uh, some post of his footage from there. Um, and I know that uh, Buff Daddy, who is the uh, the editor and head writer for Blaster Hub, also did a debrief of his play uh, on the website. Yeah, um, so you can see footage directly linked in that article. Yeah, yeah. So that's probably your best bet is to go to the Blaster Hub webpage, read his article, and see the footage there. Um, but like I was starting to say, the gameplay um, was completely different than anything we had ever experienced at the Dark Club because l- laser tag arenas, at least in, in the Michigan area, are laid out very close quarters combat. It was very QCB, um, which when we were developing the games for Z13, it was it was tailored around what we had to work with at the Dark Club. So things were different, like... We played Escort, the VIP Escort mission, where you have to rescue the scientist who's working on the zombie cure and and get him out. And that used to be, when we were at the Dark Club, um, we would move barrels and stuff around to kind of create a walking path. That path was already created, and it was created much better than we could do on the fly at the Dark Club. Um, And there were several times where it looked like the humans were going to win, only to have a zombie pop through a window out of nowhere and just get the doctor so that was interesting uh zombie deathmatch was was very uh fast paced and frantic and you know it's usually because we couldn't open that door very often between the two sides of the arena at at, uh, detroit dark club um play tended to move in like a u-shape back and forth it was it was almost kind of like hurting you know, we'd move over to one side and then we'd kind of move over back and it was pushing back and forth, almost like a tug of war. Whereas this was frantic, you know, angry bees swarming the hive because there were so many different ways to turn and you couldn't, you know, and until you really got your bearings, you know, you might think you're headed back towards the uh, briefing area. And in reality, you're headed towards the opposite corner because it's it's all tight twists and turns and and low light and and, and we played some uh, some of the games with the lights on, and then we also played some of the games with uh, the game lighting on, which is is mostly black lights and and low lights and lasers and also and fog machines and stuff. So what is interesting about that though is when the house lights on or the cleaning lights, you know, which is more normal lighting there are sections of the arena that are completely pitch black because those are the areas where they have uv lights and lasers and fog and and stuff and it lights up pretty well uh when they're actually playing games but there isn't any normal lighting in there so it completely changed the um the feel of certain areas of the arena um so that was really cool too didn't make them spooky it did it did um the one game uh of vip escort we did um you know and because of covid i played uh the the vip uh dr cena uh every time because he wears a john cena mask that's why we call him dr cena um but i didn't want to pass around the mask that i had been you know sweating in and breathing in um to other people so the one game that i did 
I went out and I went into one of those corridors because we had the uh, the cleaning lights on and it was pitch black in there. And so I'm just kind of standing there and I hear the humans running around and they're looking for me and I hear them. And finally I got to the point where I was like, okay, there's so many twists and turns and it's so pitch black in here. They're never going to see me. So I, I made a uh, uh, executive decision that uh, when we're playing in the laser tag arena that once Dr. Cena sees a human, he'll start calling out to them. Um, Why don't you uh, recap the rules for that game real quick? Because that's so, a specific Z13 yeah, game. Yeah, so it's pretty standard VIP escort. So Dr. Cena, who is the scientist working on the cure for the zombie virus, is trapped in his lab and zombies have gotten in. So your your strike team, which uh, this time we did half and half. So half of the players were humans and half were zombies. And the zombies went out and spread out throughout the arena. And then the humans came in 60 seconds later after the zombies had had a chance to, to move out and everything. And um, you have to find Dr. Cena, who has moved a decent way away from the uh, the briefing area entrance to the arena. Um, and you have to escort him safely back to the starting area without him getting tagged. And, I mean, the, the maze... The, the the laser tag arena isn't very big but because of all the twists and turns and stuff that there are it um it can feel a lot bigger than it is but there were times where like i went as far as i could or as, as i thought i could but i really wasn't that far away from the entrance it was just a couple of turns but it's still because it's so tight packed and and the lighting is weird you you can think a corner's clear only to have <laughs> somebody come through there a second later, reach around and, and, and turn you. Give you the old reach around. Yep. Yep. I'm yeah. Uh, Adam, you were there. You played. What did you think? Incredible. <laughs> I think the laser tag arena is awesome because that particular arena is also two stories, which I like went in to check it out. And it was like a friggin' maze, which is good and bad. It's really good. I think for the zombies um, and terrifying for any human. Cause it's like, Every corner is a blind 90 and you have to check every corner and you got to watch out for zombie arms, like flailing through windows and stuff. Um, yeah, it's, it's, it's really good. The zombie deathmatch, I think was probably my favorite game that we played just because it was so chaotic. Um, th there's so many places to watch for. It's pretty difficult to watch your six or yeah. to watch for, to watch for zombies coming on your six or to watch for the opposite team like shooting you from across or below or yeah, on top the upper level it isn't just corridors up there there are windows and barred you know bars and, and yeah, cutouts yeah. so like you can shoot across the arena onto the upper level on the other side you can shoot from the upper level down into the lower level i mean there are just so many places to hide <clears throat> and to uh, maneuver and and have to check and keep watch on that it, it just makes for a very frantic fast-placed um, immersive play it, it really was amazing so yeah zombie deathmatch was great i think the um, vip escort mission game um, went off much better than it ever did at detroit dark club um, and then the third game type that we did because i thought all the twists and turns might lend itself to some interesting scenarios. We tried to do 
Infection in the Survivor Colony, which is our take on Trouble in Terrorist Town. And it went okay, but I think... So I thought that having all the twists and turns and corridors and stuff would make it so that there was the opportunity for a lot of covert type stuff. But I think all that really happened was we got so spread out that nobody actually knew when somebody else got killed um, or when both of the um, detectives were down. Um, and it just ended up being a lot more confusing than um, it did. So that was one I think that definitely uh, shown more at the Dark Club where we had some some more open areas. Um, but now that I know the layout a little bit better and I know how gameplay tends to go, I have a better idea of how to adapt some of our other games. So uh, the next time I plan on doing Demolition, which is always a, uh, a fan favorite, and then we'll probably do BFZ. So we'll probably do Zombie Deathmatch, because that's a tradition, then uh, Demolition, and then BFZ. So, And then um, one, of the other th- one of the things that I was really worried about was the fact that our party ended at noon, and they were opening at 1. So I knew we had little time to get cleaned up and get out of there so that we weren't impacting their normal operation. Um, I was really worried about Dart Sweep because there, at the Dart Club, there had been Z13s where we ended at 11 or 11.30, and then myself and a few select others were there for another hour, hour and a half picking up darts and cleaning up and putting things back. And I, I knew we couldn't have that. So I was really worried about dart sweeps. So I had been thinking about it and I was like, well, what if we reward the players for, um, dart sweeping during play? So, um, if you look at the, um, the rules on the Z13 Facebook page. Uh, obviously, there's the zombie power-ups. You've got noodles, shields, horde eggs. Um, I think we might even have one, but I don't remember what it is. Um, Did you that, have antidote? Well, that, that... that's a human one. So then oh, okay. the, the humans bad. have actually five different power-ups you can select from now. There's um, super serum, which, uh, some schools call that an, uh, anti-sadness. It gives you immunity to noodles and horde eggs. There is, um, martyr, which gives you, we did 10 seconds of immunity, uh, once you die. So you just go, you know, ham and, and, you know, kill as many zombies or try to complete an objective. If you can, you get 10 seconds and then you turn. There's um, body armor, which changes your tag zone from the entire body to uh, your shoulder down to your wrist on both arms. Um, there is antidote, which is a second life. If you get tagged, you take off the antidote bandana and, and then get to go again. And then the newest one, which premiered at this Z13, I, I had planned it out um, back before COVID started, but it never got to actually um, get played, was um, it's called cloaked. And basically you are 100% immune to everything until you interact with something. So you pick up an objective or you talk to a human or a zombie, or, you know, once you actively interact with something, your cloak is gone because you revealed yourself. Um, but until you do that, you can't be tagged. You can't be stunned. Um, and, I'm trying to think. I don't know if anybody actually took that one. So we don't know if it needs balancing yet or not. But anyways, we had five um, human power-ups. And uh, 
where the dart sweep comes in is you had to buy the power-ups. You couldn't just use them um, at will. Um, we started off doing some were two points, some were one points, um, uh, but we ended up making everything one point. And the way you got a point was uh, I bought a huge box of quart-sized Ziploc bags and handed one out to everybody. And if you filled up a quart-sized bag uh, full of ammo, you know, dart swept, and talked to a mod, showed them, and then emptied it into the bin, they gave you a point. And they wrote it on the bag, so you didn't have to spend it right then and there. And uh, that was our shop. So you, you spent your points to get power-ups. And there were people that, that definitely spent more time collecting to get power-ups than they did hunting humans. Um the shield was definitely a favorite. I know people used uh, body armor and uh, antidote. Um, but like, there were multiple times where people were like, man, I can't find any ammo to sweep. I can't get any points. Because in addition yeah. to the power-ups, uh, the other thing in the store was each side had a BFG. So I had brought a, um, for the humans, it was a, it, it's called a snowball crossbow. Um it's intended, you know, you, you make a snowball and you pull this thing back and it's got surgical rubber bands on it. And then you just let go and it shoots the snowball forward on like a little like catapult slide thing. Um, I'll have to take a picture and, and put it up. And then I had a big bag of sock bombs. So that was the humans thing. And, and originally it was 10 points, but I knocked it down to five and they still didn't get it. Uh, and then the zombie BFG or BFZ was the demon. And the zombies were actively trying to get the demon into play. Um, and so they were the ones that were mostly complaining that there wasn't enough darts to sweep. Um, but, I, you know, I was really concerned about Hyper coming out because there were at least three people there with Hyper. And um, well, was... before you get I just before you get too far past it, I mean, that's well, I know I... what you this this is part of the, the... I was still I, on. The... OK, I All was right. worried that Hyper was going to make dart sweep so much worse and like even with hyper rounds going all over the place it, there's still like in between rounds there was nothing to sweep um so it it did an amazing job of making sure the floors were clean of ammo when we left out of there because people were actively hunting pretty much all the time because they got a reward for doing what nobody likes to do so what were, yeah. was did so i hit on what a... you were you wanted me to or yeah. For the most part, it's just yeah. It's uh, take note. It's yeah. it's effective. I mean, if you can bake this, the fact that it it worked and that people actually prioritized doing this and it made an incentive, I mean, that's that's huge because it's a it's a community wide problem with dirt sweeping. I mean, I've never been to an event where everybody picked up after themselves. I mean, there's always someone who either fires a lot more than they pick up. Or shows up to the dart, you know, to do dart sweeping after they've reloaded all their mags from the communal dart pile, and then picks up what everyone else has been picking up. There's all kinds, there's all flavors of, of you know, behaviors. Yeah, and when I it comes don't to dart sweeping. I don't think that people really abused the communal dart bin. Like when I came home with that bin, it was right about the same as it was when I left. You know, it didn't seem like. Um, the variety of what was in there had had changed over. I take that back. There is quite a bit more of the halflings in there, especially uh, waffle uh, waffle headed halflings. But, yeah. But I mean, it, that, I'll just keep taking those back to Zealand Three, and people can use them, and I'll, I'll sort through them and get rid of the trash as as we go. But uh, yeah, uh, 
new best practice for Z, for HVZ in general. Use your uh, dart sweeps to fuel your power-ups. Yeah, I mean, I would love to... I've said this before. I'd love to host an HVZ one day if I could get a uh, if I could get enough people and a really a location, which I have I have a couple in mind for you know long term future things. And I would absolutely use the system of cleanup pickup. You know that's anybody who hosts it, I can see the benefit there. I mean we have trouble balancing zombies already. You know it's one of those just as a general game organizer standpoint. You, how do you balance zombies against the ever-increasing onslaught of firepower. I mean, zombie respawn timers, you know, you can start giving boomers. I mean, there's all kinds of tactics and methods, but you have to keep finding ways to adjust for that ever-increasing firepower and experience level. I mean, the more that people do it, just like when we were at Athens, um, you know, we recorded the last episode about that, um, they were not expecting to have so many people who knew how to play and were prepared. So how do you start balancing out against the ever increasing you know when all the proton packs start coming on the field i mean that's hard to balance against and we did have a proton pack there i mean the person who brought it didn't uh, overuse it like he he mostly used it as a like um a corner clearing device he was using another blaster at the same time um but he could have done some really heavy suppressive fire with it uh and in close quarters it would have been insane yeah. And they're just going to be more and more common. I mean, you can buy them now. You don't really have to have the same skill level to make one as you once did. And it's just going to keep going that way with more and ever increasing firepower until the rules kind of limit that, which I don't think they'll ever limit rate of fire and storage, but who knows? You know, that's that's a future thing. But this is a great, I think is probably the best step to both fixing the zombie, you know, finding a finding a, a fun, interesting way to make the zombie game a little more interesting. Zombies already are dart sweeping All right, uh, I, in a lot of ways. I have to do a little side tangent because of what you just said. Uh, you were talking about limiting firepower and capacity and stuff. Did you see Blaster Hub's Instagram post about that school um, and their HPZ rules? I did not. Uh, let me see if I can find it real quick, and if not, I'll just cut this. Well, you go ahead and look, and I'll just keep ranting. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but it makes it something fun for the zombies to do. I mean, when again, going back to to the Athens HVZ thing, they could um, tag humans to buy back in. Essentially, the zombies could could buy back in by trading multiple human lives to get their life back. But there was nothing for picking up darts, and they were just expected to do it. I helped with picking up darts, um, and so did my my buddy Juan and. So, you know, the rest of some of the others of us, we we helped quite a bit. And it's it sucks, especially, you know, to keep bending over all the time, picking picking them up. And if you have a reason to do it, it makes it more fun. Yeah, it absolutely. It sort of takes the monotony out of that. Okay, so um, um, the, I found the Blaster Hub post. So this is Georgia Tech's HVZ rules. Uh, the blaster must fire at less than 130 FPS for nerf darts or 90 FPS for Boomco. Blasters must not be able to sustain fully automatic fire for more than five rounds per second, Uh, must not be powered by pneumatic systems that are not hand-pumped, must not intentionally shotgun more than one round at a time, Uh, must not have a capacity in excess of 200 rounds, must not be a nerf rival chaos, nemesis, prometheus, or magazine on its own, Um, any modifications made to the blaster's electrical systems must be declared during blaster approval, 
Uh, blaster and all accessories must have the appearance of a toy. That's common. Uh, blaster must not have any lights used for illumination. Decorative lights are okay. Blaster must be marked by reflective tape by the admins. Uh, uh, must be stored in a bag. That's pretty common. Uh, blaster. You can't use your blaster until you've been in the play zone for more than three seconds. Cannot point a blaster. Non-player. Yeah, uh, players must ensure missed shots do not hit non-players. So no blind firing. Uh, players must not wield more than one electric blaster at the same time. You know, this begs the question, why don't we hear about that group more often? Well, and is it, is so it week-longs? Or... They replied back. Um, I guess that there's a... Uh, large um uh what's the word i'm looking for i don't know uh, i was thinking about this with the university of florida group too because they had a pretty sweet looking hvz plan yeah. as well and i'm thinking like you know i i need to go out and visit these people yeah. they're close they're actually closer than athens yeah. oh here here's uh georgia tech actually replied uh they only legalized blasters back in 2017 uh, they had to work really hard with campus police because uh, Georgia Tech is a extremely high gun violence area. Um, so a lot of the rules were designed because of that, uh, probably the reflective tape and stuff. Uh, they're only open to uh, people associated with Georgia Tech. Um, lipos are currently banned on campus because housing didn't want them in residence halls. Um, and some of the rules were actually written from before they allowed blasters. So like they didn't want somebody walking around with a cup of marshmallows and just launching basically pro pipes as uh as our ohio friends would call it but uh that's really limiting in a lot of ways and it sounds like they're working to change it but it your um your comment about limiting the human firepower made me think of that so i apologize for the the heavy side tangent there no it's interesting um sounds like our our other podcasts we need to that our, our sister podcast that we have no involvement with should uh should interview some of these uh southern HVZs because I need to I need to find a way to learn about the uh, <laughs> yeah. about some of the other HVZs down this way. I actually was super interested in the uh, University of Florida one. They convinced their president to do the video. Yeah, that like, was introducing great. the HVZ. I thought that was so cool. Yeah. Yeah, that was awesome. Because um, they did uh, what is it, Army of the Dead, right? Was the theme of the HVZ. So they had the um, the president put out the uh, the bounty. Yeah, he put out the bounty. That's right. Yeah. I still haven't seen Army of the Dead. That was good. Yeah, we were supposed to watch it on our trip. Yeah, we, we just got did. around to it. <laughs> did play uh, board games. I, I was like, there's always going to be lots of stuff to do. So. Yeah. Well, uh, what else? It's late here. So, yeah. Adam, any last I mean, things? Hmm. Did we want to quickly talk about any blasters that we were excited about? This freaking Percy's. I hope it shows up. I've been... <laughs> I'm, I'm still I patiently wanted... waiting for, uh, for the uh, Orion Blasters uh, pistol. That's the next big thing that I, I think I'll be interested in. But I don't know. Um, the um, the Pew Pew. No, what is it called? Oh, pew are we going to talk yep. about yeah. that? The Pew Pew for, that Adam pew, showed us. Tech. Uh, looks amazing. It's a micro brushless flywheel pistol that's like smaller than the Kestrel. Honestly, it's it's about the size of a real steel firearm, a, a Glock or something. Um but it's brushless. It's our. Uh, we're we're thinking maybe Narfduino controlled. Um, but it it runs on three S. I think we saw, and the flywheels are supposedly just slightly bigger than FTW wheels. Um, but this thing is so tiny, uh, and it has a joystick to control a little LCD screen on the side. Um, 
and the rate of fire is insane. What what was it, Adam? Uh, I think he clocked like thirty seven darts per second. Like he's pretty like in his Instagram, he's pretty cagey about the internals. Like there was one where the lid was off, but he had it covered with like a paper bag or something. Um, and I think the guy is Swiss because the uh the currency they listed the blaster in is in Swiss francs. Hmm. Interesting. So I mean, it's. If it delivers everything it claims to deliver, it's that's kind of the grail in terms of ultra compact flywheel blasters that are computerized. Like it almost doesn't exist. Like yeah. not commercially available. Like every Narf Duino everything is a DIY project. Like I mean, previously what what the only organization or people you could give your money to to get a like a computerized brushless flywheel blaster is FDL, right? And I love my FDL. I don't know of anybody else that I can give money to and get something with an LCD screen that's fully tunable and brushless. That isn't a DIY project. Like you can, right. you that can isn't get a science a, project. You can get a what do they call it? An FD Narf Duino, an F, a Narf DL. That's what they call it, where it uses um, the Narf Duino as replacement for FDL internals, uh, but it still uses the the body and this the. the uh, the shape and and we had one of those a dual stage one no less at z13 but that was a project that 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 person had to put together all themselves so you're you're right there really isn't a a place to just go and say here's my money give me a brushless blaster right now yeah i need need those files for five dollars which files files for bliss (laughs) 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 got him Hey guys, this has been another wonderful episode of Detroit Dart Talk. Uh, wait, do we have any shout-outs? Alex, for being the kindest bully and also <laughs> closest bully. Um, yeah, Alex, he's a great guy. Um, my shout-out will go to uh, my good friend Dan uh, that hooked me up with the owner of the, the Laser Tag Arena because we have Z13 again. I'm so stoked I'll... about Z13. We need to do like a a whole day one or something. God, that'd be amazing. I don't know that if we can afford to rent out the laser tag. I mean, for a full I'm in. an invitational with like 50 people or something. Yeah, but where would we have it? Like, I'm down for it, but where would we have it? Laser tag arena. It'll be a disaster. <laughs> I think the numbers we had was like the sweet spot. You're right. Yeah, we, we had, I think, 19 people. I think that was the sweet spot. You should ask him what it would cost to rent out for a day, just as a as a curiosity data point so that we could maybe have that discussion. Yeah, maybe I will. Uh, I think we're looking at August sure. for the next one. Um, so I don't know, maybe when I'm in discussion uh, for that one, maybe I'll just throw it out there and see what he's saying. Anyways. Just ask him what it would take to, yeah. I, I, I would expect it's probably somewhere. I mean, so we got it. Uh, it was basically $5 an hour per person. So, I mean, we could probably extrapolate from there if, if he held steady on that price point. Anyways. Uh, yeah. So we'll take this one home for... Uh, Adam and Eric, uh, this is Tim, and we'll catch you on the next one. Um, yeah, free stuff, hashtags. <laughs> Love you guys. Bye. Bye.
we doing this? Do it. Welcome to Detroit Dark Talk. It's Adam. Fuck you. Whoa. It's, it's Eric. Um, <laughs> no. I just, you guys need to realize that he's had a real <laughs> bad realization. We we can redo it. It's fine. I'll I'll give it a little <laughs> bit more. I'll give it a little more. Um, okay. I, I love it's Adam. Fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, all right. Uh, okay. Uh, welcome to Detroit Dart Talk. It's Adam and friends today here on the set, which is not the real set, but we're all at our own respective mini sets. So, what it's a, Adam. What a rambling opening. <laughs> hey, it's Eric and. Yeah, he's on a set. He's got some carpet. Got a can of LaCroix's oh my over here. God. Um, there's some some shit on the wall. I don't know. Whatever. 